This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. All right, Sunday morning was busy. If you're a college football better, you had the playoff selection show, which was a, a surprise to absolutely no one. The lines were out. A lot of sportsbook put them out there because we pretty much knew what the matchups were going to be based on the results of Saturday. And then uh, in the, the following hours during the NFL games, we s- slowly trickled out all the information about all the bowl games that are set. And now we have lines on all of those. So we wanted to bring in one of the sharpest college football bettors around here on BetQL Daily. So uh, Brad Powers, kind enough to jump in on this Tuesday morning. BradPowersSports.com. Make sure you're following Brad. Terrific college football follow at Brad Powers, the number seven. Uh, So Brad, bring us into your world a little bit. I'm sure Sunday was a bit chaotic as all these various lines are popping out in Las Vegas. And I know you're hitting some of them early. Uh, Help us out. With, with the process, do uh, did you project some of the matchups that we now see and, and make your own lines before the announcement came? And just how different is handicapping bowl season versus the regular season? Oh, wow. So, so some great questions. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was pretty easy to project the, the semifinals. You expect obviously you, you expected those four teams, and then you, you knew the committee wasn't going to have a rematch between Alabama and Georgia in the semifinals. So, yeah, that one was could be done. Those two games done ahead of time, and then you know as far as the other ones, you know you just got to know what beat reporters to, to, to follow to, to have the matchups uh, as soon as you can. So that therefore you can at least get an opening number uh, on a game as far as you know coming up with one real quickly before the, the Lions post. So. That's pretty much what Sunday is. Now, the question of, you know, the, the difference between, you know, betting bowl games and the regular season, I mean, it's almost like betting an entirely different sport. There's so many other factors that come into it. Uh, you know, I'm a guy that's always numbers. I'm just going to bet my power ratings, and I still do that in the bowls first and foremost. But you, you got to start projecting in today's day and age with guys opting out, bowl games not meaning much more interim coaches than ever before. You know, I'm, number one, probably biggest thing for me is, you know, there, there can be questionable motivational issues for teams. So yeah, you try to project that forward. How do you identify that? Well, I mean, who is going to have an interim? And then you also look, what was the preseason expectations for this team? Did they overachieve or underachieve? So all of that goes into my process when I'm betting these bowl games on, you know, Sunday, Monday. Brad, Alabama played the best game of the year. Bryce Young had his Heisman moment. But do you think this team is worth uh, being 14-point favorites over Cincinnati? So, yeah, that's an excellent question. So, I mean, no, from the Alabama uh, 
from what I saw the first 12 games of the season. It wasn't just, you know, overreaction to how they struggled in the Iron Bowl. I mean, they struggled in a multitude of games against teams that I would perceive to be average in the SEC. So uh, I would say off the full 12-game schedule, no. But uh, if I get Alabama's A game like I saw against Georgia uh, on Saturday, I would say this spreads a little light. So I can tell you this. Some of my my betting philosophy also in the bull season is market anticipation. You got three weeks for for the betting public to get involved and bet this game, and obviously they're going to chase and you kind of perceive who's going to what are people going to want to bet. After watching what Alabama did to Georgia, I'm guessing the public's going to be on the Crimson Tide. So I did lay 13. I expect the line to close at least 14 in this matchup. All right, Georgia, Michigan. Uh, FanDuel has this one, Georgia minus eight and a half. Uh, what direction do you see this line going? And, you know, I, I'm in Big Ten country, so of course, a lot of people are making a case for the Wolverines with uh, the version of Michigan that they saw at the end of the season. Some people jump in on futures. And uh, just a quick note, because I know you do your homework on this. Uh, is it more, is it better? You get more value out of just doing the, the uh, money line rollover if you're going to back Michigan. So, yeah, I always tell people that as far as futures, for the most part, if you do the math on it, overwhelmingly the money line rollover, which meaning you're just going to bet the team to win the game outright, you take your winnings and roll it over. I mean, that's usually, you know, mathematically comes out ahead, and then you can always, it's easy to opt out. I mean, if you're not feeling confident as you're going through it. So that would be my, if you think Michigan's going to win the national title, just I would go ahead and do that for both of these games because, I mean, obviously they're a significant underdog here against Georgia, and the expectation is they're going to play. Alabama for the national championship and they'll be you know again a significant underdog so that that would be the recommendation there uh as far as where this one's going to go you know I've had Georgia minus seven it wasn't necessarily a market anticipation move because I I could see the line coming back down because people are always going to overreact to what they saw last they saw Michigan you know beat up Ohio State blow out Iowa they saw Georgia get banged up pretty good against Alabama so wouldn't be a bit surprised Michigan's a a public dog here I just like the mat. I like buying low on Georgia. I thought seven was a little bit low uh, as far as the Bulldogs. I'm I'm going to value what I saw from them the first twelve games of the season right, rather than what I saw those sixty minutes in Atlanta last Saturday. When you look at the college board, and you were mentioning how you know you, we have a few weeks to bet on you know some of these games, do you recommend getting on things early or waiting? What's the best strategy? Yeah, another great question. If you're not used to betting early uh, and, and you're not, you know, really confident about your own numbers, I could see why people are a little scared and hesitant to bet these because of all the, you know, possible opt outs and whatnot. I trust my numbers. I trust my thought process. I think I have bet almost every single bowl game already. So, me personally, <laughs> I'm not afraid to jump in and, and, and attack these. Uh, but I can understand why most people are hesitant, especially in today's day and age. I mean, look, these opt-outs, opting out of a bowl game was something that was very, very <laughs> unheard of five, ten years ago. Well, let's. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, what did, what did you bet? But you bet every game, so let's go over some of your favorites. Which, which ones stand out, uh, some numbers that are still available? Well, I, I, this is one that I identified several weeks ago. I didn't know the matchup, but I knew I wanted to bet against Fresno State twofold. Number one, they lost their head coach to Washington, Kalen DeBoer, who I think is a really good X's and O's guy. He reminds me basically they're also their offense coordinator. 
on top of it, they lost their you know their, their starting quarterback, Jay Kaner, is one of the best group of five quarterbacks in the country. He's in the transfer portal. He he's worth more than three points to the line. So I wanted to bet against Fresno State. It just so happened they got an opponent in UTEP. Well, I don't think it's very good and obviously very weaker than Fresno State. But one thing that I can count on UTEP, they're going to be excited to be in a bowl game because, you know, UTEP would follow their program. They don't go to bowl games very often. So that was my favorite bet that I placed so far. The one of two, I should say. UTEP, I got it plus 15.5, but here's how much I like it. It's down to 11.5, and I still would bet UTEP. So that's one that's just played next Saturday if you want to jump in on that, that I like quite a bit. What else? Give us more. <laughs> well, uh, you know, an, another one that is not reflected in the line yet, but I think there's a chance Eastern Michigan Liberty is the Lending Tree Bullets next Saturday. Liberty's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I think there's a chance Malik Willis might not play in this game for Liberty. He's, you know, possibly a, a first- or second-round type draft pick at quarterback, and he's worth – uh, four or five points, at least to the point spread. This line saying that you know he's likely to play again. I question it. I think Eastern Michigan, who hasn't won a bowl game uh, in their program history, and they've lost a bunch of close ones recently. Anything above a touchdown there, I'm going to take the Eagles plus eight and a half. Uh, a couple that Brad just mentioned there. UTEP is plus twelve and a half. Eastern Michigan plus eight and a half over at FanDuel. And uh, speaking of these games just around the corner, next Friday we've got two bowl games. The Bahamas Bowl, uh, Middle Tennessee against Toledo. And then in the Cure Bowl, we've got NIU, the MAC champs, going up uh, against Coastal Carolina. The Huskies, a big dog. Do you like either game next Friday? Well, I bet both. Uh, I don't like necessarily the current lines. I laid seven with Toledo. Uh, just a pure power ratings play for me there. Uh, I think Toledo, you know, they're seven and five. They're a disappointment this year. But you look at them statistically, they're probably just as good as what I expected them to be at the start of the season. I mean, I, I think Toledo's the best team in the MAC. Didn't win a MAC title, didn't go to the MAC championship game. But statistically speaking, power ratings wise, they're the best team. And in Middle Tennessee, I, I know they won a couple games, but they're still down to a third string quarterback. So. Yeah, I'd still lean Toledo minus 10, but but I did get a better number there. And, and the other game on Friday, I, I laid the favorite. And, and, you know, it's not me being square, but here's a little bit of a philosophy. If you're looking to jump in bowl games, you know, you can pay this forward for next year. Usually I like mm-hmm. to bet favorites early and, and dogs late. And the thought process behind mm-hmm. it is, you know, obviously the public's going to be chasing numbers all week. you got several weeks to bet into these. What are they going to be more prone to take in the favorite? So a lot more often than not, not always, but I would say well over 50% of the time, you're going to see money come in the favorite throughout the bull process. And a lot of times I'll fade that move late, you know, up till you know, kickoff. I'll be more inclined to take the dog. But, uh, you know, a lot of favorites early uh, the last couple of days of what I bet. And Toledo and Coastal Carolina were two of them. I'm curious your thought on some of the head coaching moves. Is there one um, that stood out as the best fit? Oh, well, you know, maybe it's me getting a little bit older and not being as critical, but I like a lot of the hires. I'm not in love with a bunch <laughs> of them, but I like a lot of what, the, you know, went down in college football. And maybe not from uh, – uh, <laughs> I think that obviously there's some shenanigans and, and, you know, with that going on. But, you know, from the entertainment value of college football, I like them. I can tell you one that I bet that I think the team is going to be super excited and they're going to play with their hair on fire. I'm not sure that the, co- the head coaching hire is going to work long term, 
but I think it'll work for this one-game bowl game, and that's Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. I mean, you saw the reaction of the players in the locker room. Uh, Notre Dame hasn't won a major bowl game in almost 30 years. They're laying you know, two, two-and-a-half against Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. I expect that line to probably close three. So if you want to jump in front of that one, I think Marcus Freeman and his very first game as head coach at Notre Dame, uh, that's one that I did play on. A uh, team that certainly uh, travels well with Brad Powers, college football better. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Uh, it's easy, right? This Saturday, every single year, you just take Army, Navy, under, and you're rich. Yeah, so I tweeted this out. Obviously, it's tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, 15 straight unders for the Army-Navy game. And if you just, you know, if you did that rollover, you took your winnings every year that you made by betting the under, you rolled it over, you started with 100 bucks. you now have almost $1.8 Obviously, that's not <laughs> recommending, you know, way to bet things, but that's kind of a tongue-in-cheek stat there. I will say this. This is the lowest total we've ever had in that 15-year yeah. period. Everyone wants to bet the under. My recommendation is not to bet it at the current 34. In fact, half those games during that 15-game stretch have gone over 34. So, you know, I missed it, you know, seven, eight years ago when the total used to open in the low 50s. Uh, it's not there wow. anymore. You don't have much wiggle room. Uh, my preference would be to take since the total it was 37 when it opened up last week come down three points uh if there's going to be such suppressed scoring give me the give me the underdog that's getting more than a touchdown so give me navy plus seven and a half speaking of the total are there any other totals that you like on the board that we haven't gotten to you know what a couple of one just pure numbers plays uh I thought Baylor Ole Miss was sitting there at like 50. It's up to like 53 and a half now. Uh, I, that was too low. And, again, the, the, the betting public's going to want to bet overs in Ole Miss games, even though they go under the total mostly. I thought that one was a little low for the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I bet the over there. Another one, East Carolina, Boston College, this is one that's still holding some value. It's, you know, depending on what book, you know, it's 51 right now, 50 and a half maybe if you shop a little bit. I went over. Keep in mind, Boston College played half their season without their starting quarterback, Phil Jerkovic. He'll be fully healthy for the first time since the season opener, and I think that's worth a look there. East Carolina, Boston College over the total. Uh, New Year's Day, you gave out uh, Notre Dame going up against Oklahoma State, but any of these other matchups do you find enticing? We've got the Rose Bowl, Ohio State, Utah, Sugar Bowl, Baylor, Ole Miss, got Iowa, Kentucky, Arkansas, Penn State. I like Arkansas against Penn State. Uh, there's still a couple of threes out there. Uh, I, I think that's worth a look there. I, I question, you know, Penn State. They had a disappointing season. Are they going to really want to be there? Arkansas has been a bowl game in almost five years. So I, I think they'll be super excited there. So Arkansas plus the points. I, I bet Kentucky, but they were posted an early, you know, spread had them an underdog, and that was just a numbers play. It's still lean Kentucky, even though not, they're up to about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, the Rose Bowl, Utah, Ohio State. I bet Utah, uh, I think, I don't question their motivation, uh, and I think there's a possibility a couple of Ohio State players opt out. So I certainly lean with Utah, even though, you know, it's not a great number to bet as a dog, plus six and a half. But I, I do expect Utah money to continue to show in the market. Uh, very good. Uh, did, did we miss any others uh, that you quickly wanted to mention on the way out? You know what, another total that I really like, 
uh, just because, you know, I, I think, it, look, it's kind of a free roll. So it's Fenway Park. There's a bowl game. It's called the Fenway Bowl, and it's played, obviously, in Boston. And you had a total here between Virginia and SMU at 72-and-a-half. You had two teams with interim Ooh. coaches. So I'm not <laughs> – I, to me, I went under. It's my favorite total bet that I made, and there's really not a lot of great numbers behind it. But I, to me, the total should be 72 and a half if it's played on a sun, you know a sunny day, 70 degrees with with you know decent weather, and I don't have to worry about anything else. I mean, obviously, weather could be a factor, and I'm projecting forward three weeks. But my goodness, sure. I, I think under 72 and a half is a really good bet. It's kind of a hedge for me. I, I don't expect the line to come down. Great stuff from Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. He joined us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation for ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com slash betql now to get $50 off your first month. That's roman.com slash betql. Coming up next, lightning bets every day around this time. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.